Oh, hey there. Come on in. We're just about to start. Welcome to My Wife the Dietitian, a fun weekly podcast about nutrition and healthy lifestyle. I'm Rob, and together with my wife, Sandra, we invite you to join us on this informative and entertaining journey through the complex world of healthy eating. Join us each week as we strive to help you with transforming your overall health and relationship with food through up-to-date, evidence-based nutrition information. We are joined today with dietitian Joni Rampola. We'll be talking all about budget-friendly grocery tips for healthier living. You're, you know, showing clients and customers how to, you know, meal plan and eat healthy and, and shop on a budget. So all these things I think is so key for the practical application of, you know, eating well and health and wellness. Absolutely. And a lot of people get stuck on, you know, like I had one woman come into the store the other day and she said, okay, so I saw a dietitian because I have diabetes and I understand what that person told me, but my husband's on a low sodium diet and my child is vegan. How do I put all three of them together? Stay with us for this informative interview. Welcome to My Wife, the Dietitian. Hello, Sandra. Good morning, Rob. How are you today? Good. How are you? I'm doing well. What do we have on the uh, show today? Well, we get to interview a dietitian, Joni Rampola, and fun. all about budget-friendly grocery tips for healthy living. Oh, that's a, a practical one. Yeah, it yeah. really is practical. Good information and uh, appeals to everyone, I'm sure, who likes to save money while they're shopping and buy the correct healthy foods and and uh, yeah, just uh, Joni shares some really good tips about shopping and all those things we just said. And she works full time. She has an office in a grocery store in her local area. And uh, so it's interesting to hear her role for that store. And yeah, I love that. We talk all about that with her. Awesome. Well, let's uh, let's cut to that and uh, we'll bring out Joni. Hi, we're here today with Joni Rampola. And Joni, thanks for joining us. Could you tell the audience and our listeners a little bit about who you are and what you do? Yes. So I'm a registered licensed dietitian in the state of Maryland, and my career is kind of two-pronged. So I work for a grocery store. I have an office in Martin's Food Markets is my grocery store, where it's wonderful, where the grocery store is your playground. And then I also have a private practice called Nutrition Coaching for You. Four is a number, you is a letter where I see clients, do DNA genetic testing, have a meal planning platform and help people just hit a well-being goal. Oh, that's awesome. So you're in the actual grocery store? I am in the actual grocery store, yes. Is is that common or is that, I've never heard that before, that they would have someone like right in there. That's amazing. Yeah. So I, I help customers find healthier purchases to match what they're trying to accomplish. Wow, that's so smart. <laughs> I love it. That's so cool. And and because you're full time, you have an office like right in the store. You have a beautiful office right in the store. Yes. That's awesome. And you that know, is- when, when your office is outside the store, people tell you what they do. But when you see their cart, 
Yeah, right. <laughs> you know what they do. <laughs> that is so true, eh? And then it's really, it's really point of purchase really is the way that people make their, like it affects their health, right? It's like what they're buying, what they're bringing home, what they're feeding their family and themselves. That is what ends up, you know, contributing to health or to disease or whatever. Absolutely. So it's for them and their families. Yes. That's great. Wow. Wow. So on that vein, is it possible to shop for healthy foods while on a budget? Absolutely. I feel like a lot of people say healthy foods are expensive, but that's really a myth. There are definitely healthy foods that are expensive. Don't get me wrong. Those natural organic and you know specialty labeled products can be out of a lot of people's price range. But let's debunk that because there are so many foods that are inexpensive and so nutritious. Yeah. For example, like beans or your seeds or nuts or whole grains like oatmeal, whole wheat pasta, brown rice, your eggs. I love like canned tuna or the pouch salmon. Like don't forget those foods on the aisles too. For sure. Yeah. I mean, everyone says to shop the perimeter and that's good most of the time, I think, but there are all those foods you just mentioned that aren't on the perimeter. They're up in the aisles, like the beans and the the rice and all those things. So you got to yeah. gotta remember those as well. Yeah, and I also think how you shop, not just the foods you purchase matter. You know, there are coupons or you could get whatever store you're in, their loyalty card or look at store brands that all tend to be a little bit less expensive, but right. often the quality is the same. It's probably made in the same place too and just labeled differently, right? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah that's, that's the sort of case with a lot of different products. So, I mean, not just food, just products in general. So it's, right. it's a bit of a, a marketing trick that if you're aware of, then yeah, it can save you a few bucks for sure. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. So with the coupons, like I guess you get like the actual physical coupons, but I think there's apps too in a lot of um, different regions where you can actually find like the better deals in your local area. Is that something that you've seen too? Yeah. So like my store where I work at, we have our app that has digital coupons every week, they change. But I think that every grocery store now has digital coupons as well. Right, right. That's awesome. Because it kind of helps with, uh, I don't know, meal planning or just figuring out what kind of inventory like you have in your house and then what you could add to your list so that you're not like impulse buying and like spending unnecessary money on foods that you might not really use or want in your cupboard. Right. Right. Making a list, having a meal plan ahead of time so that you're buying only those things you need is so important because impulse buying, when you see something that they put on an end cap that they, you know, so if it's on an end cap in a store, meaning just the end of the aisle, it gets 30% more purchases than if it sat anywhere else in the store shelf. So Wow. Yeah, yeah, so on that end cap is where they want that impulse buy. That's incredible. Like there's so much science in how they uh, lay out a store. I guess you're on the inside of that. Like you kind of know both ends, right? Like how how they actually design a store so that they increase, like they get more of the buyer's dollars, right? Absolutely. Yeah, it's very strategic. And, you know, the store earns money from the vendors based on placement. So. Oh, interesting. Huh. Yeah, well, it's a good thing you're there because then you can sort of steer people in the right directions, you know, and I'm, I guess the store benefits from having you there, like you're an attraction for people to come to that specific store because they can get your input on their purchases, right? And, and, uh, and make some, some smart, uh, some smart decisions. 
and the dietitian team can also influence purchases from the store as well, like what products end up on the shelf. So it, it's on both sides. Oh, true. Win-win, oh, yeah. eh? Like for health. And that's really good. Yes. We started, like our store does meal deals where they used to always be like, you know, here's your, I don't know, fried chicken with coleslaw and, and yeah. rolls. And it's like, yeah, like where's the vegetables? <laughs> right. You need a vegetable and fruit. So now all of our meal deals have vegetables and fruits included. And it's, it's really good seeing the impact that we've had. Oh, that's great. Oh, I love that. I love that because now you can impact the what people will buy, like the buying, the purchasing habits of the customers by if you can have input into how the meal deals are or the daily, you know, the daily special or whatever. And if it's more of a, like you said, if it's including those healthy whole foods, then that can help with the person's health on the other end. Absolutely. And customers save a ton of money when they buy a meal deal. So it's a win for everybody. And those are customers that I may not see directly, but I know I'm still impacting them. Oh, that's great. I love that. Is that something that's starting to become a trend, like having uh, like a team of dietitians in a grocery store or not a, a team? Well, I get you said your team, but having ad dietitians sort of working? Yes, I, I will say yes. There, so there are retail dietitian meetings and I just see all the different retailers that have dietitians in them now. There are maybe 30 some. Oh, that's great. So it's very cool that that's we're growing. Awesome. Yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm glad to hear that because it makes so much sense. Yeah, that's awesome. And when you said the team of dietitian or the dietitian team, how many, like in your store, when you said there's 30, did you mean like the the region or like 30 in what, like where? So uh, that's not my store. I was saying of all retail dietitians across the country in the US and Canada, 30 different brands come to one meeting. In my store, so when I say my store, my office is in one store, but there are six of us in the brand. And we we work like at a corporate level, meaning we do higher level things than at the store. But then because I'm physically sitting in my store, I do a lot in my store too. Right. Gotcha. Oh, that's great. It's it's just nice to hear that there's, there's some qualified uh, input on the team. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, um, Joni, I, I lead, um, grocery tours locally, let's save on food in, in Canada here in BC. And they do employ dietitians to do that. And I'm not physically located in the store with an office. Basically the groups are arranged ahead of time. And generally it's like school groups or specific disease, like diabetes groups or heart healthy eating or elders or you know, those types of things. And then it's arranged for an hour and we take them through the store and we look at all the, you know, different label reading and health and wellness in terms of uh, what you eat is, you know, going to impact your health. And and I love that there's um, places in the States where they actually have a dietitian in the store, like with their office, and that you are impacting the decisions of the company to what products they're bringing in the store and what deals they're offering customers. And you're, you know, showing uh, clients and customers how to, you know, meal plan and eat healthy and, and shop on a budget. So all these things I think is so key for the practical application of, you know, eating well and health and wellness. Absolutely. And a lot of people get stuck on, you know, like 
I had one woman come into the store the other day and she said, okay, so I saw a dietitian because I have diabetes and I understand what that person told me, but my husband's on a low sodium diet and my child is vegan. How do I put all three of them together? So sometimes, yeah, coming into the grocery store, you get people that just get confused, they get stuck and we help guide them through having a great experience and feeding their family appropriately. And yes, I love the store tours too, Sandra. We do a bunch of them and they're just fun. Totally. Yeah. No, that's, and that's a good example of like just that whole, like all the different family members have different dietary needs and requirements. And how does that all fit with, you know, making a meal and buying groceries? And it can be really overwhelming and complicated for people. And I think the dietitian has a unique role in kind of making it easier to understand and simplifying it. So it's not so overwhelming and just putting all those pieces of the puzzle together for the customer and for the public. That's, I think we are awesome at that. That's, I'm so (laughs) glad that you had that example. It's so perfect (laughs) because people, some people say, you know, what does a dietitian do anyway? You know, it's just like undervalued so many places. And just to say that example where, well, I have diabetes, my husband needs low sodium because of his heart condition or for whatever reason. And then my teenager's a vegan and now I have to make meals for everybody. And how does that work? It's just a great example of the fact that food is health, like food equals how our health is and it doesn't have to be complicated. And yeah, and you're in a unique role that you're working with the the store and working with the clients to help with deciding what food to bring into the home and helping direct people. I love that. Yes. So do frozen and canned vegetables fit into a healthy eating plan for people? Absolutely. So not only do they cost less, which is why a lot of people choose them, but they also last longer. When you buy fresh, it has to be used up pretty much that week. So I love it that it lasts. And it also allows you to enjoy some of those favorites that aren't in season. Yeah, totally. Yeah. When you're choosing fruits that might be canned or frozen, I usually say choose them without added syrup. They can be packed in water or juice, just helps increase the nutritional value. And then same with vegetables. If you look at a can, so nobody thinks about serving sizes too. If you look at a food label, when it's next to calories, it has how many servings that this information is for. So a can of vegetable or fruit is three servings. So when you look at that sodium level of the regular version, I mean, it could be two, 300, some 400 milligrams. You have to times that number by three if you're eating the whole can. Okay, right. Yeah. So when you look at the no added salt version, it's just what occurs naturally. Like if I take a green bean, there's 15 milligrams per serving of a green bean. So timesing that by three, it's still an insignificant amount. So yeah. So always look for the no added salt version and season it yourself is usually you get less sodium in there. If you season it yourself, then buying it in a can. Right. Yeah, that makes sense. And like you said, the food waste is reduced because you're basically just you're adding maybe a handful of frozen mixed vegetables into a stew or into your soup or into a stir fry. And you're not wasting all the rest of the food and the fresh. If you had it fresh, then you're cutting all that up and you're throwing away 
part of it, like all the ends of the carrots or whatever. And then sometimes the lettuce or the spinach just goes wilted and, you know, they get moldy in the fridge. So that's not, uh, that's food waste. So it's nice, like the frozen has that benefit where you're using only what you need when you need it. And it's just, it's, it's frozen at its peak ripeness. So it's just perfect for meals. And yeah, so they definitely, especially out of season, like if it's winter and you don't have a lot of fresh vegetables around, then it's a great cost-effective alternative for people. Absolutely. And the frozen, it's flash frozen. So like you said, it, it's picked and then frozen. So it maintains all of its nutritional value where if your produce is local, it's great, but sometimes it travels really far distances to get to the grocery store. So it can actually be more fresh when it's frozen. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, especially in the winter, you never know where things are coming from. It's some other some other part of the world. So that's uh, that's quite a journey. Yeah. And how can people get enough healthy protein that's not too expensive? Because I know a lot of people are saying with the hike in uh, grocery prices that, you know, meat is unaffordable or they can't, you know, get as much protein anymore. So what are your thoughts on that? So there's protein in so many things, you know, like your tuna or salmon pouch or your dairy, cottage cheese or yogurt or a nut butter, whether it's peanut butter or any other kind of nut butter in quinoa, in your soy products, you know, snacks. You could even buy a tortilla chip that's made from a bean flour, dip that in your hummus. So there are many products throughout the store that I think are great that have a good source of protein. But I also encourage people just to think a little bit differently about your meat. So when we think of meat, we think of the center of the plate, right? <laughs> but I like to use meat, but not make it the center of the plate. So what I mean by that is like a stew. So a stew, I think of potatoes and tomatoes and carrots and onions and celery, and I even put spinach in mine, a way to get all your vegetables. And meat is there kind of as an extender or a condiment it's or like a an stir accent, fry. Right? Yeah. 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 Stir fry has tons of vegetables and a little bit of meat. Your fajita, like pump it up with those bell peppers and onions, top it with lettuce, tomato with that meat in there, but not have meat be the center of the plate. And meat is usually the most expensive thing in our cart. So if you extend that meat a little bit, it changes and you're still getting that protein value. But there are so many different foods that you can get your protein from. Yeah, for sure. I think that's the traditional way that people ate was the, the, the kind of meat and potatoes or meat, like you said, was the center of the plate and the vegetables and the starch or the, the, um, the grain was, was kind of the accessory or the, the side, right? And uh, it still influences how people think about eating. And, and that's kind of the, the challenge is, is convincing people that they can get their nutrients, especially their protein from things that aren't meat. And, uh, Absolutely. yeah, just changing, changing those ideas. Right. Yeah. Because it is, it is so expensive. It's crazy. When, when I go, we, we don't eat a lot of meat, but when we do buy meat, it's really noticeable at the till when you're checking out, it's like, holy, that was expensive today. And then it's like, oh, cause we bought all that meat. So, you know, the times that you don't go, you've still got a full cart. And it's a reasonable amount of money. Like a, it's not super expensive. And it's like, well, that's a lot of food and it's whatever the price was. But yeah, when you get that meat in there, holy moly, it sure uh, jacks the price up. Yeah. And yeah. I used to say eggs is a great source of protein. That's inexpensive, but 
I don't know. The past, <laughs> the past couple of weeks, eggs have been a little bit higher. They're coming down now. But yeah, yeah. still another yeah. great source of protein. Oh, absolutely. We have our chickens, which is kind of nice to just four chickens, but we have farm fresh eggs every day if we need. But uh, we actually had episode 48 was uh, with Scott Fickerson, a professor in Santa Barbara, California for uh, vegan for runners was the topic. And he personally eats over 100 grams of protein in most days of the week for himself with uh, vegan, uh, just with, you know, eating beans and nuts and seeds and soy and all those things that you mentioned. And so it's definitely possible. And it's actually really healthy, right, to have more plant-based proteins. Absolutely. And people don't even think that vegetables have some protein, not a lot, or even your starches or grains have some protein, maybe not a lot. But when you eat throughout a day, it all accumulates to make a good amount. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. No, that makes a lot of sense. And I mean, it is it is possible. Um, I think there's just like you said, it's the thinking of that centerpiece, the meats, the what you build your meal around. But really, if we build our meal around the vegetables and whole grains, then we can have the meat or the animal protein as some sort of like condiment or just to add on. So like a, you know, a Caesar salad with chicken or uh, with prawns or, you know, um, yeah, there's ways to do it so that you're not having the big T-bone steak and potato with no vegetables. <laughs> Absolutely. And I feel like bean flour is becoming really popular where there's protein in that bean flour. So you could get a bean flour pasta or um, like I said before, bean made tortilla chips. So that you get a little bit of protein in those products too, just by eating your regular pasta, just made with a different kind of flour. Yeah, we've been eating those lately too, and it's amazing. I think, what was that one we got? Sandra had 38 grams of protein in it. It was crazy. Yeah, it was, it was like either a, the like, chickpea one or the lentil uh, pasta. The, I can't remember. I think it was or the black lentil. Bean. And, and the black, black bean, bean pasta. Yeah, Sorry. That's the one. Oh my gosh. Yeah, they're loaded and they're pretty tasty. They're slightly different texture, but I mean, it's it's a whole meal in itself. It's, it's uh, a, a really good option if you're looking for protein in a non-meat source. That's a good Absolutely. Option. When people come in the grocery store that they're looking at the black bean pasta, I just used to I like to tell people, give them that little heads up warning that some of the color leaches out into the water. So right. you'll see like black water or yeah. red lentil red water. So they don't get shocked. Yeah. Good call. Smart. That's a good idea <laughs> to tell them that because it is like, uh, yeah, I think people get, whoa, what's this? It's like, I think this is, I'm not doing it right or something. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I think a lot of people are afraid to try new things too. Like they're, they kind of know this is, this is what they eat. This is what they've always eat, eaten. And this is what they're always going to eat. And, and it's hard to get out of those routines. And I'm guessing talking to you, you're going to give them some new ideas and, and say, oh, no, actually you can, you can get all your nutrients out of these types of foods instead. Have you ever tried this? And I think those new ideas will will really help people try new things and 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 learn some new recipes and and different foods that they can they can get their nutrients from. Yeah, they do. And and also when walking people through the store I like to talk about saving money and reducing food waste. So like in the salad section, there's an onslaught now of cabbage-based salad mixes. You know, there's an Asian one. Or, right, right. So I say like, yeah, put put that over your bed of lettuce and you have an instant like multicolor salad, eat it cold. That's what most people think of. But mm -hmm. then the other half of the package, throw in your stir fry. 
Exactly. Right? Or throw in your, your hot pasta and you can still use a salad dressing even as the sauce, throw in the toppings and you could have a hot meal out of the same cold salad pack. That's, I did exactly that a few weeks ago. We, we had one of those salad packs and it was getting a little funky and I thought, you know what, I'm just going to, I'm just going to make a stir fry out of it because it, it'd be noticeable as a salad, but if it's cooked and mixed up with a whole bunch of other stuff, it'd be fine. And, and, uh, and it was awesome. I'd never, I'd never thought to do that before, like taking that bagged salad. And I mean, it was, it was like a, like you said, a cabbage based one with a few other things in it. I, I don't think lettuce would work quite the same. Well, it might, I guess, but this was a cabbagey kind of coleslaw type thing. And it was amazing. It was such an easy dinner. Cause I just threw that in and I had some, I don't know, a few other things that were in the fridge and, and it was like instant. I had a sauce that was, I don't know, like something that I had on hand and that was, it was quick and easy and all my veggies were there and uh, yeah, really good option. Yeah. And I feel like my, my other tip that most people that when they buy fresh herbs, they cut up the little bit they need, put the rest in the refrigerator and wait till it goes bad to throw it out. Oh, and yeah. I usually encourage them to like chop it up, stick it in these little ice cube trays. You can either add a little bit of oil, add a little bit of water, freeze it. And then when you need it, you just throw it in your pan and it's already cut up for you and ready to go. That's a great idea. So we buy cilantro and, and you can only buy like, like pre-made amounts. Like, and I'm like, I don't need that much, but I mean, that's how much you have to buy. And it's not expensive, but we buy it and we use it for whatever meal that we bought it for. And then we have like 80% of it left over. And, and yeah, by the time you think to use it again, it's all gone bad. So that's a great idea with the ice cubes and cutting it up and because you just throw like an ice cube in your meal, right? And it melts out in the, in the, yeah. yeah or in the stir fry really or in like the, yep. into your soup or in something hot that it can melt in there. Yes. And Rob, yep. we do have, uh, I, on the veggie garden, um, like in the pot on the deck, we have, uh, cilantro growing so you can just cut it as it's growing and then it actually stimulates the growth. And so you don't have to throw away, um, or we don't even have to buy any more cilantro. We have it here. It's growing. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> yeah, it's so good. <laughs> yeah. And we're actually doing a recipe book of a compilation of a lot of our uh, previous guests, the recipes and just tips throughout um, the last year and a half of uh, My Wife the Dietitian podcast. And so I'm excited about that and, and just uh, talking to you about all these different um, ways of cooking. I had a question for you and I'm just wondering when you go to a potluck, what's your favorite, favorite dish to bring? Ooh, good question. Yeah. So when I go to a potluck, I usually do something pasta, but not the way that people think of it. Like I would never do, I like, I would never do a lasagna or typical like pasta with red sauce. Mine's always unique. I think of pasta as like the blank canvas, right? It becomes what you add to it. And I love Absolutely. adding lots of colorful vegetables that people don't associate with pasta typically like I'll cut up asparagus and green beans into tiny little quarter inch pieces and throw that in my pasta and you know bell peppers of all different colors and I have lots of colorful things throw it in a stir fry pan throw in my cooked pasta add a little cheese and it's a beautiful meal that wows everybody that's awesome and it. it's hot or hot or cold it could be either I usually bring it hot that's perfect. Like out of a stir fry pan. Yeah. Yeah. That's how I do and pasta too. I, I kind of just, I'll have a look in the fridge 
and I'll see what we've got. And it's different every time. And so I'll start cooking some noodles and it's like, okay, we got tomato, we got some peppers, we got some mushrooms. Oh, there's some like, um, uh, artichoke hearts. I'll throw those in. There's, uh, some leftover, you know, whatever the, the pasta, like you said, is a blank slate and it's good. I, I don't think I've ever made a pasta that wasn't good despite what was in it. <laughs> And every, everyone's like, oh my God, this is so good. What's in it? And I'm like, I don't know, kind of whatever was in the French. <laughs> yeah, all my leftovers. <laughs> exactly. And it's, it's such an easy, but it's a mindset, right? I mean, you have to have that mindset of, I'm just going to throw it in and see what happens. I'm not afraid. I don't need a recipe. I'm, I'm not afraid to try it and, and see, you know, and, and not everyone's like that. And we always try to encourage people to just try things. Because that's that's the way that um, Sandra and I have over the years have found some of our best meals is just like oh let's see what happens when we throw these two things together and you know like throwing peanut butter in your stir fry it's it's like an instant peanut sauce you don't you don't right. need to buy the <laughs> jar of peanut sauce you know with all the other things in it you just throw a scoop of peanut butter in it and some soy sauce and there you go it's but you don't think of that you know you think no peanut butter goes on toast and and with jam but. I don't put it in my stir fry. That's crazy. But, you know, if you're, if you're not afraid to try, you'll, you'll find some really interesting things. And, uh, yeah, your pasta salad sounds amazing. I would, uh, I would be all over that. Yeah. And I do the same with leftover meats. Oh, there's one piece of chicken leftover and, you know, there's three of us eating. We'll put that in a pasta stir fry with the two leftover turkey sausages. And, you know, here's a handful of shrimp. Exactly. And it just comes out to a beautiful meal along with all the brightly colored vegetables. Yeah, you got it. That's the way to do it. That's awesome. Oh yeah, that sounds so good. I just love the how practical, you know, like just kind of making it easy and it's not it doesn't have to be complicated. Our health does not have to be so complicated when it comes to food and nutrition. You know, it's just uh I love those ideas. It's just you know, just throwing foods together and see what the flavor is and you know, adding some herbs and spices and you know, you'll probably come up with something that's pretty delicious. Absolutely. Herbs and spices and seeds. I love to add to all my dishes too. When they're, when it's fresh, it just has a whole different pop of flavor. Oh yeah. You're adding that texture, right? And texture is a big part of eating. I find it's, uh, I like to, I like to add crunch to everything as well. It's, it's awesome. I used to put cornflakes on my peanut butter sandwich when I was a kid, (laughs) just, just to give it that crunch or potato chips, whatever, whatever was on hand, you know, it was just that extra crunch. I really like that. It's fun. That's funny. (laughs) That's awesome. Ah, Unfortunately, we got cut off and we're unable to say goodbye to Joni as we lost her. But find out more about what services Joni offers in our show notes for this episode. Yeah, it was uh, a lot of really good information too. I really enjoyed talking to her. She was a lot of fun and uh, had some really good ideas. I like that she's in the store. I think that's great. I'd like to see more of that happening because I think it's a really good resource having kind of at your fingertips someone with that knowledge and uh, it can help you in the moment sort of thing. Yeah. And she's corporate. So she actually helps what the store purchases for, you know, their products to, you know, um, help the consumer with health and also help the store with better products. So. Yeah. It's a, it's a win-win for sure. Yeah. And I do think that, uh, in the bigger urban centers, they do have more full-time dietitians in like situated in the store just not in our little small town here. Yeah, no, that's good to see. 
We've included a bunch of information about Joni's website and courses and programs that she offers in our show notes. So be sure to check that out. Yeah, it's a Joni at nutritioncoaching4u.com and for you is the letter and you. Or sorry, the number and you. Coach, yeah, nutrition number four, coaching for number four you. letter U. Yeah, so check that out. And you can also check out our website at mywifethedietitian.com. We've got new blog articles. I think Joni has a blog article up on there as well. That's uh, yes on there. And if you have questions, you can email us at mywifetherd at gmail.com. You can also check out our social media pages. We're on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. And we'll be back on Wednesday with Nutrition Nuggets and then next week again with another full episode. So be sure to join us for those. And in the meantime, have a great week, everyone. Thanks, Rob. Thanks for joining us today on My Wife the Dietitian. If you like what you heard, don't be shy. Leave us a comment or review and be sure to share our podcast with your friends. If you'd like to hear more, hit that subscribe button. You can also follow us on our social media pages for updates, episode trailers, and other odds and ends. For more info and links on what we discussed on today's episode, check the show notes. We'll be back next week with another informative and fun-filled episode. Thank you.